0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 6th, 2021. My name is Philip Barclay. I'm the, the site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll talk about the early returns from R.J. Hampton, who's been one of the more impressive and interesting young players uh, that the Magic have acquired uh, in a while, but, um, but certainly what they acquired at this year's trade deadline. We'll talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament, some final thoughts as the NCAA tournament comes to a close. And then this morning, the Magic signed Devin Kennedy to a 10-day contract. Very, 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 very exciting. It's been a long time coming for him. Um, and certainly a guy that I think can help the Magic out a little bit, even if it's not particularly in a place where the Magic have a pressing need at the moment. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a minute. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching wherever every download podcasts for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with exclusive Chain detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Washington Wizards before the Magic played the Wizards on Wednesday? Check out our pals at Locked On Wizards. Tough loss for them last night against the Toronto Raptors. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. And join me this week on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. You can go back and and watch our or listen to our coverage of the draft and 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 how and what the players that we talked about that were going to be available for the Magic when they drafted 15th this year. Uh and RJ Hampton's name was going to come up. That's a guy that we had our eyes on for a while. Um, He was one of the top prospects in his high school class. He opted to go play in New Zealand. And again, I'm someone that does give credit to those guys that go play in professional leagues. Um, I I think that professional leagues are a step— for the most part, definitely not all leagues, but a league like the NBL in Australia, a very physical league, is certainly a step up from college. And it's not to say that, you know— if Rj Hampton would have gone to co- would have gone to a college he might well have blown everyone away and been a fifth or sixth pick or a top 10 pick uh, instead of dropping into the 20s um the draft process I think did not help him because he wouldn't he didn't get a chance to go to the combine and show off his skill his athleticism and his skill and, and how he's improved everyone was kind of in the dark the magic certainly did their homework on him they were among the teams that uh, visited him uh, during the during the draft process and um, actually, had dinner with them. They they interviewed him. They they did their research on him, and that's why when this trade came along with the Denver Nuggets, they likely very much made it clear they wanted RJ Hampton if they were going to move on from Aaron Gordon. That was probably a major condition of the trade. And Denver, for their part, they felt like they got a steal in RJ Hampton. They felt they got a guy who had top, who had lottery potential and lottery level talent, uh, and got him in the twenties. The problem with a team like Denver though, as it is with most contending teams, is there's no time to let guys marinate and develop. I mean, go look at like I mean, the reason why we were all talking about Anthony Simons in Portland is Portland just doesn't have the space to play in. And so when you're look when the Magic were looking for young guys to acquire, these are the kind of young guys they're looking for. They're looking for players who aren't getting the opportunity. RJ Hampton wasn't getting the opportunity. And that's no one's fault. Denver is doing what they have to do. Denver is in contention for a title. They're pushing all their chips to the center of the table now because their window is open. As much as they didn't want to get rid of a young player like RJ Hampton who could help support and build their roster, if they really wanted Aaron Gordon, that's the cost of doing business. And the Magic did a very good job making sure that he was in the deal and not some other player. Because what RJ Hampton has shown, even in just five games with the Orlando Magic, is something really special, or at least something that the team can work with. I don't want to dive too deep into stats. We're going to put the stats out there because they're some measure of his progress. He's averaging 10.2 points per game on a 48.9% effective field goal percentage, adding 4.4 rebounds per game. That those are the numbers. He is an excellent driver. He's got elite level speed. That's that's been the most. That's been the biggest takeaway from all this. Is the dude is fast. The dude is fast, and that is his most NBA ready, ready skill. He is a line drive driver that can get to the rim. Everything else is still a little rough around the edges, and maybe that's why he dropped into the twenties. But undoubtedly, the Magic have seen just what RJ Hampton could do. Take that play that he had in the third quarter against the against the Denver Nuggets on Sunday, where Dwayne Bacon misses a layup in transition, Jamal Murray thinks he has the rebound, and R.J. Hampton goes swooping in, jumping in, to steal the ball from Murray, stay in bounds, save it to Terrence Ross, and then pop out to the corner, get the three. It's a really, it was a really, really impressive play, and it's not the only impressive play he's had. He had the play where I think it was against the Clippers where he just blew by everyone in transition, getting all the way to the rim for a layup. That speed is real. That speed is there. That speed is not something to sleep on. That speed is a true NBA, maybe an elite, maybe elite. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that yet. True NBA talent. And the Nuggets likely knew this, but that kind of raw talent needs experimentation. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten into a few debates with people about the right way to develop players, and I generally think that the way Steve Clifford's done things is right, and I'll get more into that here in a little bit. Um, but players need different things. There is no one-size-fits-all for a player. Um, you know, your elite scorers like Brandon Ingram and like Kevin Durant, they need a year—you know, Trey Young was this way too— they need a year to just go chuck shots and figure out what works. It's, they, they, they all have one inefficient year as they try to figure out their ways to score. And sometimes they grow out of it, and sometimes they become Andrew Wiggins. Chuma Okiki, for instance, is a player that needed some conditions, especially coming off a torn ACL, just needed a a narrowly defined role for him to succeed in. RJ Hampton, his development course, is he needs time on the floor. He needs time to figure things out a little bit. And yeah, you can put some parameters on him and try and restrict how he uses things to help the team win, but that's a kid... That needs the time on the court. Without it, without kind of the freedom to play, he's gonna flounder a little bit. Um, you know, in Denver, without consistent playing time, he just didn't look super impressive. You could see the flashes, you could see the little signs, but never long enough because the playing time wasn't there. In Orlando, through five games, we see everything very clearly about what he can do and who he can be. That's not to say there isn't still work to do, and that isn't to say that the Magic should just hand him the keys and let him drive down the driveway. But we're still kind of in parking lot driving right now with RJ Hampton. Very clearly, his field goal percentage is really ineffective. And and, and I looked up the stats on this. Hampton is averaging seven drives per game according to to, um, second spectrum data. He's shooting 46.7% from the floor off these drives but also turning it over on 11.4% of these drives. To say the least, this means that Hampton is really good at getting downhill to the basket, but finishing there, decision-making at the rim, not quite there yet. And that's something that you learn by seeing situations. Um, Learning how to control speed and pace is the bane of the existence of speedy young guards. You know, John Wall coming out of the draft process, everyone knew he was an elite talent, one of the fastest players in the league. But, you know, my question coming out, coming out for, for him coming out of college was, can he slow it down and run a half-court offense? If he isn't going, 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 What's he gonna do? And, and everyone knew he would get there, and he has. Like I mean, when John Wall was healthy, he figured out that change of speed, that change of pace, and that speed. And I'm not saying R.J. Hampton is as fast as John Wall or is John Wall, but you look at the kind of point guards that we're comparing R.J. Hampton to: your De'Aaron Foxes, your John Walls, even to some extent maybe like Patty Mills—not as athletic or explosive—but those kind of guards have to learn how to slow down and how to use their speed effectively. And that's where we're at with R.J. Hampton. That's what Hampton is trying to learn. And unfortunately, you you could learn it a little bit in practice, for sure. But this season, there isn't a lot of practice. And a lot of Hampton's game is just instinctual, just going. And you don't want him thinking too much out there. Because when he thinks, that slows him down unnaturally. That slows him down without his decision to slow down. Again, that's always a tricky balance when it comes to development, when it comes to getting the most out of guys and, and figuring out how to how to get them to reach their optimal levels. Steve Clifford has said that his goal, his decision, is to, to keep Hampton in the off-guard spot. He doesn't want Hampton playing point guard quite yet. And, and I think a lot of that is because he doesn't want him making decisions. He doesn't want him kind of speeding things up unnecessarily. He, he, he doesn't maybe trust him as much to handle those responsibilities and just wants him to play, just wants him to get experience and see situations and, and learn the game that way. And that makes a lot of sense to me. One day, Hampton may be a point guard, maybe a kind of off-ball handler. We'll talk a little bit about maybe some of the Magic's philosophy on that front coming up here in a minute. Um, maybe the Magic want him to be that one day, but for now, the restriction is there to kind of make sure that he gets acclimated to the league again. Of course, injuries... Have, kind of ruined that plan. Uh, according to Basketball Reference, Hampton played 70% of his minutes at point guard for the Magic. Um, and so the Magic are still trying to be careful, but they got to play games too, and they got to try and win too. The bottom line is this, though. Hampton has been a bit of a revelation. Hampton has been exactly what we all thought he could be, uh, and maybe a little bit more. And Hampton has started to come into his own thanks to the playing time and the opportunity the Magic have given him. It's been a long time coming for him. It's certainly something that he has looked forward to and wanted as any player would. And this is his opportunity to make his moment and make his place in the league. We'll talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament coming to a close and what lessons we've learned from the tournament coming up here in just a moment. But this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting a room this Thursday so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Magic podcast through our Locker Room conversations. I usually turn them into podcasts so you get to hear yourself here or, you know, definitely download. I, I I don't want you to skip an episode here. So be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room on Thursday at 5:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thursday at 5:30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll chat some Orlando Magic basketball. So go down the free locker room app right now. It's currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at P. Rossman Wright. That's P. R. O. S. S. M. A. N. R. E. I. C. H. To be notified when my room goes live, I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Thursday at 5.30. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Orlando Magic. I've had a lot of fun with these, so I'm looking forward to it once again. I will see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk about sports. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. Here in Orlando, you can't get around without your car. That's just a fact of life, uh, you know, unfortunately. Um, but if you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, you got to take care of it like it is a trusted family member because you trust it to get your family from here to there. The RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. A lot of people ask me, did you see what Jalen Suggs did on Saturday night? And the answer is yes. The Magic were playing, they were getting beaten down by the Utah Jazz, and I flipped over and watched the end of the Gonzaga-UCLA game. It's impossible not to get wrapped up as the whole basketball world was talking about this one shining moment, for lack of a better phrase. It was an incredible performance both by UCLA uh, and an incredible finish by Jalen Suggs. If you don't know what happened, well, UCLA, uh, an 11 seed that played in the first four, tied the game up with three seconds left in overtime against the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs. And with three seconds left, Gonzaga inbounded the ball quickly to Jalen Suggs, a potential top five pick in this year's draft, and he pulled up from just inside a half court and banked in a three to win the game and send Gonzaga to the national championship game in a chance for the first undefeated season since the 1970s, since Indiana. That, of course, did not come to pass. Baylor took care of business on Monday, but... That moment showed the potential. And actually a big part of why uh, I think of why Baylor the Baylor had a great game plan, I think they would have won anyway, but the Baylor got Jalen Suggs in foul trouble early in Monday's game and took out Gonzaga's best player and, and kind of pace setter, if you will. Watching Jalen Suggs do that, you know, brings into sharp contrast and sharp belief of what this season is quickly becoming if it hasn't become so already that this is a season that's kind of been lost to time it's kind of been lost to the lottery and lost to the whims of fate the biggest part you know the biggest piece of the Magic's puzzle has been that high lottery guy has been the star that ties the whole project together and the Magic are going to have a super talented young team for whoever they draft Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Chuma Okiki, um, RJ Hampton included in that group, Mo Bamba, you can include in that group, Wendell Carter, you can include in that group. The Magic have plenty of talent that they can work with. But even then, they probably still need that one guy that ties it all together. And the unfortunate thing about it is there is no way to ensure that you get that guy. Everyone says, get a top pick, get a top five pick in this draft. Well, that's that's not so easy because the top four picks are determined by lottery. and at the end of the day, the Magic's fate is determined by luck. It's determined by whether a three or four comes out of the hopper. It's, it's really that simple. And again, I... I I've I've come to realize that not not everyone knows how the lottery works. So when we get to the end of the season, when we get closer to the lottery, I will explain exactly how the lottery works. It is both easy and complicated. Um and honestly, it, it it's why I don't trust the lottery. It's just it's so it's all random. It is all random. And, you know, I heard stories about the Magic during the Christoph Porzingis draft, like they were they were in on Christoph Porzingis early. And when they came up five instead of four and they knew they weren't going to get Porzingis, Rob Hennigan knew the whole project was doomed. When the Magic got four instead of three in that three-player draft, the whole project was doomed. Having a plan that relies solely on the lottery is not really a plan at all. And I, I, maybe the Magic don't have that. Maybe the Magic do have a contingency, but... The fact of the matter is their decision to blow things up, their decision to restart, very much rooted in the fact that they were due to have a top you know, top four chance of winning the lottery. And now they're in the top five instead of the top four, that those standings near the bottom are getting tighter, uh, as the Magic will play the Washington Wizards, a team that is right there with them. And so I I just have to ask myself, you know, as promising as the prospect of Jalen Suggs is, as promising as the prospect of any of those five guys, you know, Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Jonathan Kuminga, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, as promising as any of those guys are, is this pain, is this pain of losing going to be worth it? Is watching the Magic lose by 46 points going to be worth it in the end? To me, that's the question that haunts me as, as, as a Magic observer, as a Magic thinker, and I'm sure it's a question that Jeff Weltman thought about, about long and hard before he made the decision to make these trades. At the end of the day, it's clear the Magic made their bet. They were willing to gamble and bet that the lottery's going to come through for them, that the team will be bad enough to put themselves in position to get as best lottery odds as they could, And that it will come through for them in one way or another, that they will be able to come out of the other side with a strong pick and someone that they can truly build around. Whether that's the case or not, we'll find out when the lottery takes place in late June. But here is the kicker. One guy isn't going to fix everything. One guy isn't going to completely change this franchise as, as much as it, as much as it, it needs to. The Magic still have to build and work on the right things today. The foundation for what they're going to be next year is built today. The work ethic, the attitude, the approach that they give to these young players now, now on a completely new team begins today. And so if I'm a little more focused on the present than the future, it's because the future is it's promising, but it's uncertain. And we don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. And at the end of the day, a, co- you know, a coin flip is going to determine what path the Magic take. But everything has to start today. The Magic are clearly learning and trying to, to, to glean some lessons from what's been working both around the league and in the college game. Obviously, three-point shooting is the biggest need the Magic still have. They are not a good three-point shooting team. They don't have a lot of great shooters. They don't have shooters that teams respect yet. That has to change. The Magic have to find some three-point shooting somewhere. Uh, and that's gonna be the biggest, that's gonna remain the biggest challenge for the Orlando Magic. But the other thing we're seeing is these multiple guard lineups. Toronto's tried it out with Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, and now they have Gary Trent that they're trying to try it out with as well. Baylor was able to take down the mighty Gonzaga Dogs with a three-point guard lineup featuring Davion Mitchell, a guy that a lot of Magic fans are clamoring for to use with that Bulls pick. He'll be around that area. He's, he's got a lot of work, I think, still do to climb some rankings, but he'll, he'll be around that area uh, in the draft or on the draft tiers. But these multiple guard lineups, these multiple ball handlers, these multiple ways to attack off pick and rolls is becoming vogue. And the Magic are building that way, to some respect. With Marco Foltz, Cole Anthony, and RJ Hampton, and, and honestly, I think the Magic need probably one more veteran point guard. With those four guys, the Magic have four Solid ball handlers, solid attackers, or potentially solid attackers that they can employ together um, to, to, to attack and beat defenses. They don't necessarily have the size, and that's the big concern. That's the big weakness of these kinds of lineups. But these lineups are quickly becoming both in vogue and successful. So the Magic are certainly still testing and figuring things out and figuring out what works and what kind of lineups are going to succeed in this league. So we're, we're learning a lot of things, even from the college game, even from the, the national champions. But yes, we all know that it starts with elite talent. Gonzaga had Jalen Suggs, they had Corey Kispert, you know, two first-round picks. The Bears had Davion Mitchell, who's going to be, you know, if not in the lottery, just outside the lottery. Elite talent still wins. As much as good coaching does, elite talent is still necessary. And that, frankly, is what the Magic are still searching for. We'll talk a little bit about Devin Kennedy coming up here in a minute. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline online is your cover for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rooms, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. The Atlanta Magic making a bit of news this morning as we wrap up the show. Devin Kennedy signed to a 10 day contract. Kennedy played 13 games this season with the Lakeland Magic, averaging 11.7 points per game, 2.7 assists per game, and 25.8 minutes per game. He shot 40%, 28 for 70 from three-point range. Played and started in all three playoff games, averaging 15.7 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, and 3.3 assists per game in about 30 minutes per game, and shot 9 for 20, 45% from beyond the arc. He was named the 2021 NBA G League Finals MVP. With 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists in that championship game against the Delaware Blue Coats. Um, This was a, a move that I think a lot of Magic fans were eager to see. Kennedy is a solid shooter. He actually showed that during the Magic's preseason when he got some run um, in a couple of the scrimmages of the signe- of the signees, even of the two-way guys. Kennedy was probably the most impressive player um, that we could see, again, in the scrimmages. Um, he actually got play over guys like Kareem Uh And so... It's not totally surprising that this is how the Magic were going to use their extra roster spot, especially even as a reward for how well he played for the Lakeland Magic. Um, It felt destined that A, Kennedy would be on an NBA roster, and B, that the Magic would try and hold a spot open for him. Um, It was kind of—I kind of assumed that the Magic would get an open roster spot via trade, uh, and then that spot would go to him, and that's obviously what happened. With NBA health and safety protocols, he probably couldn't be cleared in time to— Join the team on the road trip. So with a 10-day contract, now makes sense to add him. You add him before practice today, um, so you can practice with the team, be part of the team during this four-game homestand, and then see what happens from there. Um, again, this was a move that I think a lot of fans were eager to see. I, I like Kennedy a lot. Um, I-, I don't know how much he's going to impact the game, impact the team. Obviously, the team's so short-handed um, that it's going to help. But uh, you know, the Magic are kind of loaded at guard right now. If anything. The Magic needed a four. Um, they needed a power forward somewhere. There are some rumors that the Magic were going to try and sign Elise Johnson, who ended up signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but again, I think that it's good to reward the Lakeland guys. Um, you want the Lakeland Magic to be a feeder system. You want it to be a place where guys develop in your system, in, in your stuff, and eventually graduate to the main roster when a roster spot like this opens up. Um, I think Kennedy is a great addition. I think that he'll play very, very well. I think that he'll do good things when he's on the floor and obviously the magic need everyone to play um if they can give Jason Randall some time off to to get his hamstring uh healthy and figured out that would be great um it, but obviously it's just it, it's it's necess- it's necessary now is this the best use of the roster spot um maybe pro- maybe I- i'm not 100% sure on that the magic definitely do need help at the four um you know maybe they'll plan to use James Ennis a little bit at the four you know they've tried some Wendell carter Mobamba um, lineups, you know, depends on how healthy Kevin Burch is as he's overcoming that stomach stomach flu that's been going around. Um, but Kennedy's gonna help, um, and, and I think the Magic are in a position to give him some opportunity to play. Again, they 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 want to move R.J. Hampton off the ball a little bit more. Having Kennedy, having a guy who can who could score a little bit uh, as well as handle the ball, um, is is sort of a place where they can do that a little bit more. You know, they don't have to rely so much on Jason Randall, on Michael Carter-Williams to be the main ball handler that that gives them that third point guard that they need so they can focus their development on R.J. Hampton elsewhere. So um, I I, I think this was a long time coming. Again, is it the most effective use of that roster spot? I'm not 100% sold on that, but um, I think that he will contribute something to the team. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check your tune in to Himway, Google Play, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and wherever you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, until next time for Orlando Magic Daily Locked On Magic this is Phil Boston i for another episode of Locked On Hey Prime members you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music download the Amazon Music app today